0: Cardinal Nation, how are we feeling this morning? I'll tell you what I'm feeling. I'm feeling damn good, baby. It's been a damn good weekend in this household for my ass, because let me tell you something, I had a great weekend in sports. Fantasy-wise, eh, not the best, but I had a great weekend in sports. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host, the main man, Shelby Green. Swig of sisters, sisters drop for the working Mass Big K version of Mountain Dew. That shit's the bomb, like tick, tick. Now, I will state this. Um, I am um, very, very uh, in a good mood this morning. Uh, been And let me tell you about my weekend. I had a three-day weekend. i go back to work tonight and record this on a Tuesday. This will be dropping Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., like always. Uh, woke up this morning and just did not feel um, – woke up um, – actually, I'll take, I'll take your highlights. So this past um, – before I get into what I was going to talk about, I'm just so full of energy this morning. I want to talk firsthand um, about uh, last night after uh, the, some of the events that we're going to get into, the main event course of this one, the opening one I'm talking about. Um, uh, me and my buddy Trip, a.k.a. Price Johnson, we uh, did a full review on my Facebook page of Crown Jewel. <clears throat> it was a really good, good, um, a really, really good... Um, good uh review uh i felt like we did a great job uh trip and i have really good chemistry um so much that trip and i've talked about doing a podcast starting in january together um i'm having a lot of fun with trip uh he's a great guy a loyal dude good he's basically family and uh trip has done a lot of good things uh we've had our issues like anybody else but i've always got my back and i got his no matter what that being said um Let's tell you about my highlights. So, basically, um, we're going to talk about the Steelers, Louisville Cardinals, all the good shit. But the one thing I'm going to talk about today more than anything, and I mean this. Um, This past week, I got off work Friday Friday night into Saturday morning. We decided that I was going to have a three-day weekend. Uh, Started catching a head cold. Today didn't feel like nothing. Uh, Felt like it was just, all right, whatever, I got a head cold, blah, blah, blah. Lay down for about an hour and 15 minutes. Took a little power nap. Little man had a jamboree. Got up. uh, What's his jamboree uh, for basketball? Little man played really well, by the way. And we started working and doing a lot of things together. uh, Doing a lot of good things. And um, we were working well out there on the court. uh, Playing really well. As you can see, I'm kind of trying to get my words together, man. I'm, I'm kind of under the weather. But, um... Came home, got some uh, KFC Hot and Spicy Wings, which are very good, by the way. I would highly recommend. And decided that I was going to watch Louisville's football team play. And I watched them. And Louisville, I told myself I'm tired, but I'm going to wait till Louisville gets up by three touchdowns. i go to bed. Louisville got up. I think it was 26, or, 20, or 27 to 3. And I went ahead and said, okay, I'm going go to sleep. I woke up, and I had a headache. I was sweating. I was nauseous. I didn't feel well. And that was that. Plain and simple, the next thing I know, um, the university of, um, uh, next thing I know, I woke up the next day, and she can tell I'm all over the place, guys, um, woke up the next day, girlfriend was a nurse, is a nurse, she took care of me, thank you, baby, I appreciate it, did a lot of good things with that. Took a lot of medication. Fever broke three times over the weekend, so I went from, I think it was at one hundred four, one hundred two, one hundred three. I mean, I was in, I was right there in that range, and I kept breaking my fever, sweating, breaking my fever, sweating. I mean, it was sweating so bad, like behind. You know when you're sick, man, your knee, the back of your kneecap sweat. That's how bad it was. And then. Um, uh started feeling better yesterday morning a little bit. Didn't do a whole lot around the house. Uh, Sunday, I was in bed all day. Didn't get out of bed much. Every time i get up and walk to the bathroom, I was shivering, shaking. Didn't feel well. Couldn't get comfortable. Um, I kept brandy up most of the night. I felt really bad about that. But overall, a uh, nice, solid three-day weekend. Ready to go back to work tonight <coughs> and uh, get into things in life. So, yeah. Cheers. Well, do I need to talk about Louisville Cardinal basketball? <clears throat> do I talk about Louisville Cardinal football? Do I talk about the Steelers? I'm going to make this real clear to everybody. I'm going to break it down for you Thursday to Saturday to Monday. That's what I'm going to do. And also, I didn't watch the Louisville's women's game. I watched the highlights, but I want to give a shout-out to the Louisville's women's team once again winning. By the way, Louisville Athletic Department has been is top-notch. Josh Hurd doing a phenomenal job. And it is what it is. <clears throat> now, that being said, let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers getting a win the other night. So, you follow me on TikTok, you would know that I have been i mean, been doing a lot of recaps of my Steelers games and all that. Pittsburgh Steelers beat Tennessee Titans 20 to 16 the other day. Kenny Pickett 19 at 31, 60, a buck 60 and a touchdown. Jalen Warren 11 carries, 88 yards. Najee Harris 16 carries, 69 yards. Calvin Austin at 2 carries for 10 yards. Deontay Johnson was target nine times, brought down seven balls for 90 yards. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Defensively, a lot of good things I saw. Steelers got three. Steelers ended up having four sacks. It caused a turnover for old strong Hellmans. Will Levis. The Steelers on prime time won a big game. They played really well. Now I will state this for the record. I have been very, very adamant that I feel like Kenny Pickett is criticized way too heavily. I think Kenny Pickett is a good quarterback. I think Kenny Pickett is the quarterback of the future for Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's solid. I think Kenny Pickett is in a no-win situation. Matt Cannon's system. Kenny Pickens, the first half. That being said, did miss some throws. There were six throws he missed. Two of them were dropped, I know, but there were a couple like shallow cross over the. There was a couple shallow crosses that were once the the bay, went went with the George Pickens that he missed. That being said, the running game worked really well. The offensive line did a fantastic job of blocking. But I think the big thing I need to notice is that. Congratulations to Deontay Johnson getting his his first touchdown in no how many years. I think two years. That's the first time Deontay Johnson's got a score. So I'm happy for Deontay. He's a solid pro. One of the best route runners in the NFL. It ain't even close. Deontay Johnson is hands down, and I think he's the number one receiver. I really do. I believe that. Now, talking about Kenny Pickett, uh, we talk about his miscues and some things he did. I will state this for the record. I think the big thing that won this game was Matt Canada was on the sidelines. You heard me. Matt Canada, the offense coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I do believe that Matt Canada's days are numbered in Pittsburgh. Unless they become this high pro offense and they go on a big run in the playoffs, which I don't see happening, I think Canada will be gone. That being said, I think him on the sidelines was a lot better. He was more in tune with the squad. He was on the field. and You can see him and Kenny Pickett don't have a really good relationship. They were talking constantly on the sidelines. They listened to each other. Mike Tomlin, once again, is a great coach. Um, I've been critical of Tomlin for keeping certain guys. But Mike Tomlin is – you, I don't think there's a coach in the NFL could win with these guys like Tomlin. Tomlin can just figure out ways to do things. They're five and three. They're outscored by thirty points. They're outgained for by, by a wide margin on yards, and yet they're second place in the division at five and three, <laughs> and they're in the playoffs. Side note, and I will point this out: there's not a tougher pro division in pro football than the AFC North. When it's healthy, there ain't a tougher division in pro football than the AFC North. It ain't even close, plain and simple. That being said, though, I will state this. If the Steelers can continue to run the, the ball, and we're going to look pull up their schedule real quick, my takeaway from the game was Will Levis does have a big arm, but the, he did get some pressure put on him. And Joey Porter Jr., we're talking about defensive rookie of the year. He needs to be in that conversation. Joey Porter's doing a lot of great things. Number-wise, stat-wise, he's not doing anything like t- getting turnovers or whatever, but he's shutting down the, one side of the field. He's doing a great job. Now, I will state this, the next the next five, the next the next five games, the next six games, excuse me, the Steelers have six game stretch here. Green Bay at home at Cleveland, at Cincinnati, Arizona at home, the Patriots at home, and they, they come here to Indianapolis. The Steelers can go if they can go four and two in that stretch, which I think I think the Cincinnati game on the road is going to be difficult. I think they I think they beat Green Bay. I think they I, I think they can beat Cleveland, but I think that might be a trap game. It's a divisional game. Cleveland's going to be out to get some revenge from the Monday night loss they had against them earlier this year. If they can if they I don't they can't afford to lose divisional games. They just can't. If the Steelers can win four or five games in that stretch, which is a something I want to see, they have a shot literally to be in a top four seed conversation in the AFC playoffs. Now I will state this before. I want the Jacksonville Jaguars badly. That's the game I want in the playoffs more than anything because we owe them one. Um, I think they. I think also Cincinnati is getting hot at the right time. I will state that. Um, I'm not. Indianapolis is weird, man. You don't know what they're going to bring to you. Um, they're they're wishy washy. The Patriots are the Patriots right now. Uh, they play Thursday night against them on December seventh. I think they beat the Patriots. I don't. Tr- I don't trust Bill Belichick at all right now with the squad he's got. Arizona Cardinals. Are, they're go- they should beat the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are rebuilding. They're tanking basically. So, I, like I said, and I think they, they. I think next Sunday they beat Green Bay. I don't think it's even a question. They're going to get to Jordan Love and they're going to rattle Jordan Love. In my opinion. Now that being said. That's a six-game stretch. They're five and three. If you look at the standings in the playoffs right now, they're second in division behind Baltimore, obviously. But here's what they're and they're their only team in division with that hasn't had a loss. So yeah, but here's the playoff to standings right now. The Chiefs are in the first place. Baltimore is second. Jacksonville is three. Miami is four. And then you got the the Steelers at five. Cleveland at six. And the Bengals at seven. So the, the basically. It's basically an AFC. So basically the odds of an AFC North team going to the Super Bowl or getting to get into the AFC Championship game at least is pretty high with four teams out of seven. So yeah. Um yeah, I'm very uh, I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing recently. They're not the greatest team in the world. They're they they have their flaws, but I will state this um they have done a man they it's weird, man. The Steelers are weird. They're a weird football team. I've never seen a team that looks so defeated at times and they figure out a way to win it. like they the Steelers get punch themselves in the mouth constantly they constantly punch themselves in the mouth and they continue absolutely continue to constantly just find a way to look at them. you look at them, they're, they're, you feel like they're down 20 points. you look in the fourth quarter wait a minute. they're only down three points they're only down by a score. It's amazing and I think that's the culture of Mike Tomlin. I think Tomlin's the one of the reasons why it works. And that's a fact. So I'm very, very pleased with what I saw. And I'm very, very happy with the way things are going. And I am very, very ecstatic and happy that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the position they're in. Go Steelers. Now let's talk about some little Cardinal football. Let's get rock and rolling. So basically the Cardinals, as you can see, they took care of business against Vot Tech the other day. On Saturday afternoon, 34-3, they whooped that ass um, Steelers did not allow the Hokies in their red zone. Period. They forced, I mean, the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers. The Cardinals forced a, like, the Louisville Cardinals forced an interception. They sacked the quarterback four times. Um, the big story was Jake Plummer, 11, 12, 144, and a touchdown. He didn't force anything. He did a great job. Um, Garendo, Isaac Garendo, 11 carries for a buck 46 and three TDs. Jaws Jordan, 14 for 57 with a TD. Basically, in my opinion, Jordan was gonna get healthy with that hamster. They're gonna relax and let him do his thing. And the fact is this, whatever, this this Louisville team defensively, this is and I've seen some Louisville defenses with Charlie Strong era, the Orange Bowl team with, with Bobby Petrino's first run. The Bobby I like to remember, but is overshadowed by the bullshit he did years ago with us. Um this is the most physical Louisville defense I've ever seen. And I've seen some guys for Louisville, Elvis Dumerville, William Gay, Nate Harris. Um, Calvin Pryler at, well, I mean, I've seen some guys play at Louisville on defense, Devontae Fields, Hearns, you know, I can go on, Jair Alexander, I can go on and on about guys, but this Louisville defense is just physical. Jelotti and these guys and Cole, I mean, these, and, uh, Jelotti and TJ uh, Quinn, um, you know, Storm Duck played well, stepped up and played well. Minkins played well, um. I'm just, oh, and, and, and Lowell. Geraint, Lowell's played well for us. They've done a great job. Watts, everybody in this team that I just named up, these guys has played. And I want to say this, but, and I think people, my dad was pointing this out. Nobody's throwing the ball to Quincy Riley. And I realized that after the Notre Dame game, when we kicked Notre Dame's ass earlier, like I told them we were, Louisville basically made a real point. That or the basically set the tone that Quincy Riley is shutting down one side of the field. Nobody's throwing the ball to him. He's a great cover corner. Um, there's a lot of things I like in this. I can't take away anything. Jeff Brom is everything that Louisville football needed. Um, he is everything I support in the city. Uh, I love what he's done with the program. He's really made the city proud again. I mean, just good things are happening. And I think that he is doing some great things. And I'm very, very pleased and happy what's going on. Um, I just – I just amaz- it's amazing what Louisville has done. And they're in a prime position, man. They're in a prime position to make – they're in a prime position to go to the AFC Championship game. They got Virginia at home. They're a 20-point favorite against Virginia. Week 12 they go to at Miami, which could be a trap game. And then week 13 we got the Wildcats coming to town. We're going to kick their ass. So, I want to win out and I want to go to Charlotte because here's the thing. I want us to win out, go to Charlotte, and I want us to go ahead and kick somebody's ass and I want to go to the college football playoff. That's what I want. I want Florida State. And I'm going to state this for a record. I think defensively, I think we're a matchup problem for Florida State because I don't think – how are you going to stop? Because I look at Florida State, they're playing well. I get it. They're playing. They're playing very good. And I I think they're great. I think they've done a great job in what they've done. But I'll be honest with you guys. I, I look at Louisville and I go, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that they're 20 points better than Louisville? I don't think they're three points better than Louisville. I think Louisville defensively is going to give them problems. Florida State has been playing a little down their competition. I think they're bored. They could be. But I look at them and go, hmm, what could it be? And here's the thing I'm looking at because if Louisville wins out and they beat Florida State, say if Louisville wins out and they go they Charlotte, they go to Charlotte ACC championship game and they beat Florida State, They beat, that That would make on Louisville's resume, they have beaten, you look at their schedule, what they've done. They beat Georgia Tech, who right now is, is in third place in the conference, it looks like. They beat NC State, who just beat Miami. They beat Notre Dame. They've beaten... And they, they beat Duke at home. They shut Duke out. And the way they're beating teams, you look at this and you go, hmm. And then they turn around beat a Miami team that's going to go bowl season. They beat a Kentucky team that's going to go bowl season. You look at that and you go, wait a minute. How can you argue that they're not one of the four best teams in America They go to the college football playoff? Now, I will state this. I think Alabama beating Georgia in the SEC title game could throw a wrench in things. I think if Oregon plays Washington, the Pac-12 title game, and they play each other, and Oregon beats Washington, they could throw a rich in things. But I like Louisville's chances. I really do. I think they got a strong case to make the college football playoff, and that would be something that I would never thought I would see. Um, shout out to the University of Cincinnati for doing what you did. We appreciate you. Wink. And um, and by the way, for little fans out there saying they feel sad, sad for, they feel bad for Satterfield, are you guys soft? Like, you feel? I feel bad for Satterfield. You think he felt bad for leaving us like the way he did? Shut up. Quit being so damn sensitive. Um, another thing I want to talk about, and um, I want to point out too, before I get into the next topic, um, if you are considering yourself a little Fan, and I catch you wearing St. John's gear, you are no longer a little Fan, you're a Patino fan, and get the fuck out of my face with that. I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, I don't agree with that bullshit. I think it's a crock of shit. And I will continue to say that 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 that, that that's a cross, that's a crock of shit. Plain and simple. Now I talk about the main event real quick. I talk about Louisville and UMBC last night, home opener. Honoring the great Denny Crum. There wasn't a dry eye in this house for me. I'll tell you that right now. I will state this. I knew Louisville was gonna be in a it was gonna be a tough game for them to win. UMBC is a well-coached team. We all know in 2018, they were the first 16 seed to upset Virginia in the NCAA tournament. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but they're going to be in a lot of games, I think. Louisville struggled. Louisville got down 13 points last night in the first half, and I thought, here we go again. And then all of a sudden, the first, second half, they came out with a little energy and a little fire. They fought. They fought. Then you turn around and Louisville gets a win, and Louisville snuck out with a win 94-93. First half, you know, Louisville, I mean Louisville scored 94 points. Think about this, y'all. Louisville scored 94 points offensively. They shot 50% from the field, but here's the here's the kicker. They shot two of 14 from three. That's 14%. 24 of 39, 62% from the free throw line. But what won the game for them, in my opinion, and I will stay at with this was offensive rebounding. They had twenty offensive rebounds. They rebounded last night. Now UNBC they shot fifty one percent from the field, but they shot fifty two percent from three. So a lot it was opposite. Louisville dominated inside, but UNBC shot a lot from th- kept them. In the game was shooting deep from three. They the UNBC also shot twelve or twenty two from the free throw line. Now I will state this: Louisville did turn the ball over fourteen times, but they didn't. But also the nerd thing. UMBC turned the ball over 11 times. Louisville had nine assists to their 13. Louisville did have five blocks to their three blocks, four to eight steals, UMBC things. That was big. But I think the big key comp- the key component was what won us the game last night, and I will continue to state that. Louis, Kenny Payne has got a lot of flack for – he don't, he's not an X and O's guy. He can't coach. He's not a motivator. <laughs> if you watch down the stretch last night what he did, and I will continue to state this – for the fact, Kenny Payne, when when UNBC they were getting, we were kicking their ass inside. We we're making a run. UMBC got up, I think six points in the second half, and they cut it back down to one. And then they UNBC came out, shot three, got back up to four. UMBC decided that they were going to shoot a. They were going to go to a two-three zone, and we got the ball in the middle of the floor, and Huntley Hatfield scored or got an offensive rebound on every possession. Nice scored once, but offensive rebound or got a big stop every time huntley Atfield only scored five points, but he had ten rebounds. He also, and I, I don't know how many offensive rebounds he had, but I guarantee he had more than three, I think. Mike James, though. Who? Mike James. You know, there's there a couple guys on Twitter that said that uh, he's not a starter at Louisville. 25-10 and the aggressiveness of Mike. He didn't shoot well from deep, but Mike James played his ass off. He followed his shots last night as my screen locks up on me real quick. Hold on, fellas. But um in the meantime, though, Sky Clark did a great job, I thought. He led us an assist. I really and I was talking to Dad after the game last night, JJ Trader's energy off the bench was great. Tyler Johnson gave us great minutes last night. Emmanuel Okafor with his bench. You look at Little's bench production last night. Let's look at it. 13, 12, 8. Too. So, that's, let's see, 25, 33, 34 points off, the, 35 points off the bench last night. That was big. We got some bench production. Three starter. We had five guys in double figures, two off the bench. Um, let's talk about, the, and obviously the two best players on this squad everybody talked about with off season was is Sky Clark and Trey White. Um, I will state this. Sky Clark, I, I am a fan of. I think he plays hard. I think he, he was little. Didn't shoot well from the field, but he did a great job, I thought. Everybody was knocking. But Sky plays hard, man. He plays Plays hard and I, I'm glad he's at Louisville. He's a point guard. Trey White, I think, plays a little out of control. But I think Trey White does a lot. Of heat. We got on that run in the second half, got back in the game because of Trey White. Trey White started making defensive plays defensively. He got in, he got he, and he got in foul trouble. We stayed in the game, though, but he won us the game last night. Yes, he caused the loot, the caused the, the four shot at the end, but he got the steal, threw the lob up for trainer and threw it up in the air. Um Dennis Evans, big fella. I love this kid. I think this kid is special. You don't see kids like this come around often. Seven feet one with an eight-foot wingspan. The two block shots he had were huge, I thought. And every time he gets to the rim, he wants to dunk everything. I love that. He's got great touch, too, for a big man. Great touch. I like what he's got. I think Curtis Williams still could be the best player out of this class. I think he shown spots he can play a little bit. Um, Dilo Jovanovic, um, I think he played well in spots, did a little thing, and Caleb Glenn, I think played well in three minutes. But I think last night, just he didn't, he just it left it alone in what it was. Um, I am very happy and pleased. Yes, I know we gave up ninety-three points, at UMBC, and I think I will say this: last year they got down thirteen. They got down thirteen points in the first half. 13 we went to 16, 16 we went to 20, 20 we went to 25. They fought, they played their asses off. Kenny was a little little antsy in that press conference. I ain't mad at him for it. You know, like he said, nobody's asked what I've done to fix this program. You just think everything's bad. And Kenny did a great job just Like dad said, X and O's, we're gonna see if Kenny can coach because this team is talented. And Dad called me to the game and goes, Good job adjusting his zone. He can coach. So, he did a great job. Um, Dad said by midseason, this team can be very good. It can be very surprising. He thinks midseason, and I trust my dad's word. I mean, Trey White, you know, everybody says Trey had a bad – and I say he's got to do better this. But Trey White, 11 points, 9 rebounds. He did have an assist. He had a steal. So, I mean, he did – he did, he did he, I mean, he played hard, man. He rebounded. They rebounded well. They played well. Um, I'm very, very pleased with what I saw. There's some things i got to issue now. I will look at a little schedule. They got Chattanooga on Friday at 7 p.m. Then they got Coppin State next Wednesday, and then obviously next Sunday, they on my dad's birthday, they go to Texas. They go to Madison Square Garden and play Texas. Now I will state this, and I mean this. If Louisville can start this year out three and don't go to Madison Square Garden, this is what mean then beating Chattanooga and Coppin State should be should happen. It should happen plain and simple. But if you look at what, if you look at, the, to win a game like that, it's a confidence boost. To win a game like that on Denny Crumb night, to win a game and deliver a game like that, that means the world to the University of Louisville. That means something. And by the way, the Yum Center was loud last night. And Trey White's after the game goes, this place is nuts, man. This is not like UFC's atmosphere. And to hear Trey White say that, I was like, wow, that that shows you. The fans that went to the end last night, I applaud you and I thank you for getting on your feet and not leaving, playing your asses off. For the for the Louisville fans that are still looking for something to be negative about, I get it. I understand. But I real remit this. These guys are playing hard. These guys did not quit last night, and they showed up in the second half and they won. The thing about the they, the fact they got downhill so much. And I'll tell you the truth, they can get on, and Dad told me at the end, they can get in the lane on anybody. Any single body. And I'm very happy and very pleased with what I saw last night. Now, shooting-wise, those shots are going to fall. They're going to fall eventually. But the fact that we can get the ball inside on a 2-3 on a zone and score every time or score every possession, I think how, what Kenny said, 30-some times in the second half, the ball touched the paint in the second half. That's a good thing. They can get in the lane on anybody. I'm still wondering why Karan Davis hasn't touched the floor yet. I don't understand that one at all. But we never know. Maybe he's behind the times a little bit. I do like what I've seen, and uh, I like what I got. And uh, I think this Louisville team's got a really good chance to win the city back, and I think an NCAA turner berth is what we need for the city. <coughs> Another thing, too, I want to point out, UMBC, they came in last night and they punched us in the mouth, and we punched it back twice. They did a great job with that. They're well coached, and I'm very, very happy with what I saw last night. There was some headaches. I did tweets some frustration. I deleted those tweets. And... And everybody says, if you support KP, you're not a Louisville fan. I've seen that before. Look, man, I support any human being that's on the sideline, that coaches the universe Louisville. I support Satterfield's stupid ass. I can support KP. KP played at Louisville. He did played four years at Louisville. I am a fan of Kenny Payne. I think Kenny Payne has done a marvelous job with um, doing this, uh, to build this program back up to get a top six recruiting class, to get a top 30 transfer class, to get certain guys that belong to be in this program, to get rid of some guys that need don't need to be in this program, that needed to get away from it because they need, it's just too much. Like Kenny said, Louisville, Kansas, Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, if you can't take criticism, you don't need to be here. And I think last year, a lot of those guys, last two years, a lot of those guys couldn't handle the criticism. They just could not. I mean L. Ellis, God bless him. I wanted LL to come back this year, but he said it best. He said it best. Like LL could not handle when well, he said it best, but like LL's could not handle criticism. Everything he did, he had a problem with. Um Sidney Curry had issues with the fan base. Um Jalen Withers, we know Withers had some problems. There was a lot of things that happened and I I'm that Lowell was struggling with. I look at this team and I think this team is very well. And like everybody says, they—if you watched—I the, I read last, I had some a couple guys that went down to the student practices, and they got back with me and said, "Shelby, this team is just different. They're a lot—they're a hundred times better than what they were last year." Now I ain't saying much. I mean, that team last year won four games. They came and play. They fought their ass off. They won a game, and they are going to have some energy. They're going to have some energy come in. Tuesday night, I remember now. Friday night, next this Friday, they got they're got some energy against Chattanooga. They're going and I think they're going to beat Chattanooga, and then they're going to win next week against Coppin State, and then they're going to go to Madison Square Garden to be one in the first time being over five hundred in almost two years. <laughs> it's something, ain't it? The little things matter, and uh, for the to win that night, to win that game that night at, with at, with Coach Crumb on Coach Crumb's night was a special was a special occasion. Um, I'm very pleased what I saw. And Okafor, if he brings that energy like that every night, we're going to be a problem. Um, bright spots, I will say this: Tyler Johnson is a is a point guard, and I think he will be eventually be a starter at the University of Louisville. I think he's going to be a really good player at Louisville. Um, negatives, I think: Henley Hanfield's got to stay out of foul trouble, obviously. Uh, free throw shooting's got to get better. Three point shooting, obviously. Trey White's got to calm down a little bit. Sky <laughs> uh, Clark's got to get more guys involved. I think he I mean, he did a better job. Um, J.J. Trainer has got to keep bringing the energy and the effort. He did a great job of that. But overall, the university, I think this squad is better. And the only thing I don't have anything negative to say is Mike James played his ass off. Mike James 25 and 10, but he's not a star at university level like some people like to point out. And I totally disagree with that. So there ain't much else to talk about today on Conversation with Shelby Green. Join me next Wednesday. I'll have more updates on sports for you. And like I always state, I don't bullshit. I just tell like it is straight up. How about them cards?